This past week, one of my favorite video games ever made got a remake. Story of Seasons, although I knew it as Harvest Moon, A Wonderful Life. I can't begin to describe the hours upon hours I must have put into this game growing up. Me and one of my best friends would have sleepovers and stay up way too late working our way through this game. It is an incredibly nostalgic game for me in all the best ways. Trauma does tend to accompany nostalgia though, and I've been reflecting this week on something I've known from loving this game so deeply. Toxic gamers have told me on more than a few occasions that farming simulators aren't real video games or that The Sims isn't a boy's video game, which gross, come on. The truth, of course, is that video games, like pretty much any medium, just don't work like that. We like what we like. We're drawn towards different things. When we try to ascribe rules and expectations, we get ourselves into trouble. So for this Nerdy Rewind, I wanted to tell you a little bit about my favorite game, why it's so special to me in particular, and reveal that Jesus got the same kind of flack for his pastimes. And of course, what we can tell those haters when they come at us. Let's talk about it. Folks, welcome to Checkpoint Church, where nerds, geeks, and gamers come together to talk about faith, games, and Celia is best girl. No further questions. I am your nerd pastor, Nate. If you like these weekend you guys, be sure to sub, hit that bell, and find out when our next one drops. Folks, as always, we're going to be starting this one with our scripture. Our scripture for today comes from the Gospel of Mark, chapter 2, verses 23 through 28. As always, we're going to be reading from the NRSV UE. That's our preferred translation on stream. It's what's going to be on the screen. If you have a translation you prefer, feel free to use that one as well. Our guest liturgist today is one of our level 2 members, Splash Force. One Sabbath, Jesus was going through the grain fields, and as they made their way, his disciples began to pluck heads of grain. The Pharisees said to him, Look, why are they doing what is not lawful on the Sabbath? And he said to them, Have you never read what David did when he and his companions were hungry and in need of food? How he entered the house of God when Abba Athar was high priest and ate the bread of the presence, which it is not lawful for any but the priest to eat. And he gave some to his companions. Then he said to them, The Sabbath was made for humankind and not humankind for the Sabbath. So the Son of Man is born even of the Sabbath. So, what is A Wonderful Life? Originally releasing on the classic Purple Box and Nintendo GameCube, this 3D entry into the Harvest Moon franchise was a fairly huge departure from its predecessors. Traditionally a 2D game and often released on handheld and usually featuring the same cast of characters, A Wonderful Life featured an entirely new cast of lovable townsfolk in a totally new town of Forget-Me-Not Valley. You take on the role of the main character who has classically inherited the family's farm and decides to move to the small town life after departing from the big city. I said departing. After the farting, get it together. You take on the role of the main character who has classically just inherited his family's farm and decides to move into the small town life after departing from the city. Like other Harvest Moon entries, you would then be given the free reign of the farm to care for as you see fit. Takakura was your dad's best friend and has prepared everything for you, even giving you your first cow and set of tools. The town is sparse and empty compared to current games, but man, Back then, Forget Me Not Valley felt like a place with real people that I could get to know. Get to know and maybe eventually fall in love with. Like other Harvest Moon entries, this game had a suite of bachelorettes for you to swoon. The quiet loner, Naomi, the sultry bartender, Muffy, and the rural belle, Celia. And then there is the other one that should have definitely been an option, Lumina, the rich kid who lived up on the hill. They even aged her up in the later entry because it just made so much sense. What I remember so fondly about this game was the way that it handled time. As one would expect from a game titled 
a wonderful life, the game does present the opportunity to experience the life of the main character. Over the course of drastically shorter years compared to other Harvest Moon games with only 10 days per each of the four seasons to the year, you would guide your main character through courting someone, getting hitched, having a child, having a teen, and then passing on to the other side. Although few of my very niche farming sim friends ever actually got to that point with our nine-year-old attention span, to be honest. So the mythical reality of the end game was far off. I can even remember lying through my teeth and saying that you actually like became your child when you died in the game and that it just kept on going forever like this big cycle. A cool concept, but definitely not true. Schoolyard gossip. The truth of this game was that it wasn't all nostalgia glasses. This game has a real touch of class and polish that immerses you in its world, especially if you're a kid who has rarely experienced anything beyond the front door of your house or school. The music is homey and though the world may be small, it is spread out and realized. The characters are wacky, but believable and grounded. They move about the world in a way that feels like real lives being lived. That moment when the music cuts out between zones of this technically open world game and all you can hear is the crunch, crunch, crunch of the shoes of your main character on the dirt. That sound alone brings me right back anytime I play this game. The sound alone could be like white noise that would get me into this special place of childlike rim sleep. The world was also just mysterious enough with enough unanswered questions that never are realized that an imaginative kiddo can't help but dream up what's in that mysteriously locked storage building on your farm, an unused asset that to my kid brain was almost certainly an access way to an underground bunker or something. But like I said during the intro, all of this is really niche and just kind of for me. Every now and again, I'll find someone that's also a diehard for this game. I even had a moment where a couple tens of thousands of them found me on TikTok. Stop, stop, stop right now. Stop it right now. Are you kidding me? Are you joking with me right now? I'm losing my mind. When, when, when am I getting this? When am I getting this game? This is my favorite game ever made, you guys. Do you understand? I, I just... I felt seen. It hasn't always been that way. I've often felt like the odd bird out when it comes to my gaming interests. I didn't grow up with an Xbox. I never really played any of the FPS games that I could have had access to on my PS2. I loved Pokemon and visual novels and simulation games. It's a bit more normalized now than it used to be even, but still, it doesn't take long perusing on Twitch to see that the macho type guys are all rocking the FPS scene. Not that there's anything wrong with that, it just results in an oftentimes self-imposed ostracization. The way that all of this metastasized in my life was a departure from video games entirely in high school. Some of you have been around for a while and you might know that I missed a few Pokemon games despite being a major Pokemon nerd. This is why that gap happened. I thought that video games were a waste of time. I stopped playing anything at all and judged my past self harshly. I sold my consoles and abandoned a thing that had brought me so much joy because it wasn't the right thing to do in my perception of myself. And this perception had actually been foisted upon me by others' views of what was a proper use of my time. I'm sure we've all heard it before. You aren't accomplishing anything by playing a video game. Like that actually means anything. What is an accomplishment and what is expectation? Regardless, things went on that way until I started to dip my toe back into video games in college. I'd play a game here or there, but still didn't find that place for me. I even tried League of Legends and that did not go well. If you know, you know. It's not a mystery that I'm not the biggest fan of League of Legends and I would get chewed out, bullied, harassed, threatened, and ultimately ostracized. I tried retro games and I wasn't on their level and got kicked out. Then came Stardew Valley, a farming sim that was clearly inspired by a wonderful life and another classic Harvest Moon game, Friends of Mineral Town. I found my way back to myself 
right then and there. It felt like a load had been lifted off my shoulders. I was permitted to play games again, and I didn't have to feel judged for what I loved to do. And look at what God has done. It's now how I reach new people with the message of Jesus and love and grace and peace. This is all kind of turned into a testimony, but I promise you that there is scripture in this one for a reason. See, this passage is actually one of my secret favorites. I think that we as mostly Western Christians have lost our sense of Sabbath. The Protestant work ethic consumes our mentality and has poisoned the well. Worse yet, I think we've indoctrinated Sabbath to serve the church when that's not what the Sabbath is about at all. In this instance, Jesus is out and about with his disciples and they're just eating some corn in some translations. They're grazing. And this has been seen as a breaking of the Jewish law because they see it as work and no work is to be done on the Sabbath day. So the Pharisees who are constantly looking for ways that Jesus is dropping the ball, call out the offense to Jesus as a kind of gotcha moment. Jesus responds in the worst possible way for the Pharisees. They want Jesus to plant his flag and be a radical, but he quotes scripture at them and recounts a story of David, the hero of the Jewish people, doing the same thing in the house of God with offerings when he was hungry and even sharing it with his companions. Then Jesus drops the true bombshell of the Sabbath practice for me. The Sabbath was made for humankind, not humankind for the Sabbath. And the son of man is Lord even of the Sabbath. I just love this. You know how often we live by this practical guilt in Christianity that we believe that everything that we do has to be to the service or mission or calling or blah, blah, blah. No, Sabbath is meant to serve you, not the other way around. You aren't expected to work for your Sabbath. It doesn't mean you shouldn't take it seriously. It doesn't mean you should brush it off. It means that Sabbath isn't some law to follow. It's a gift made especially for you. It's not about getting Sabbath done. It's about Sabbath being done within your very soul. If you think Sabbath is a silent retreat, it may be, but it isn't only that. If you think that rest is a vacation to the beach, it may be, but it isn't just that. For some, Sabbath might be sitting down with their favorite video game, accomplishing absolutely nothing other than being fulfilled in their own being in that moment. In the same way, I had to realize that I was living my life the same way with my hobbies. What does it mean to be playing the right genre of video games? What is a boy video game? The medium of the video game isn't made to be impacted by you. It's made to impact you. These stories, these gameplay elements, these experiences, these crunches of soil under your MC's digital feet, that's there for you, not for anyone else. And that's a gift. So love unabashedly the medium that best brings you joy. But what does any of this actually mean for us today? What can we do with this information? Well, there are really two messages to be taken from this concept. We have to stop valuing the views and limitations of others. It's just not helpful. The work of discernment is criminally underrated in the Christian sphere. These decisions are more valuable than just letting others make the choice for you without you actually putting any critical thought behind them. And then the second major concept that we should learn from this is that Sabbath isn't a dirty word, nor is it a corporate term. My worst attempts at a Sabbath practice have been following someone else's prescribed measures. Reading a scripture over and over, look, Lectio Divina is a wonderful exercise, but it isn't Sabbath. For me. It's almost more of a worship experience and that's okay. You don't have to be productive in your Sabbath. You don't have to be worshipful in your Sabbath. Maybe you should be both of those things or one of those things to the extent that your everything should be worshiping God. I would certainly agree there. But sometimes we try so hard to fit the status quo that we forget that we just matter to God. 
as we are. You know who cares if you're doing something productive instead of playing video games? Definitely not God, because Jesus is the Lord of even the Sabbath. God wants you to rest and he wants you to rest well. God wants you to play video games if that will serve you because you aren't made for video games. You aren't made for rest. You aren't made for vacation. These things are made for you. You are okay. It is okay. God loves you. God made Sabbath just for you. You matter. Sabbath matters because you matter. Rest and know that the Lord is good. And if you're looking for a community that knows that God loves video games, anime, and all that good stuff, then know that you're always welcome here at Checkpoint Church. Folks, thank you so much for watching this one. I so appreciate you taking time out of your busy weeks to join us on these nerdy deep dives. If you want more of Checkpoint Church, you're not gonna find much of it this week. I am actually on vacation if you're watching this at the time of its release. So I'll be gone Monday, Tuesday, but we do have wonderful level two members that will be stepping up and streaming for us on Twitch Monday and Tuesday, and then I'll be back on Thursday. Discord is active 24 seven, although I won't be there for a couple of the days. We still have a super vibrant community of wonderful people that would look forward to getting to know you and know you well. If you liked this video, and odds are you did if you watched this far into it. Be sure to click that thumbs up button. Let me know that this is one you particularly enjoyed. I really do check those, so be sure to let me know. If you're looking for more videos to watch just like this one, then you can always check out our last Rewind, which was on Your Lie in April. It has some very similar tones to these stories that we love and mean so much to us. You could also watch another one where we played a game called Pentiment, which was totally centered around judgment and the church, which is very similar to what we talked about in this video. Or you could go to another Zen game and watch our nerdy sermon on unpacking, one of my favorite games of last year in which you just unpack a life. Hey, quick question for you. What is the least popular game that you love the most? Let me know down in the comments down below. For me, it may have more of an audience now than it used to, but few games have made me feel as lonely as being a Danganronpa fan. That's why I just have to convince you to play them all. With that, we're gonna end this video with our three things that we believe to about every single one of you out there. So whether or not you believe in God, don't believe in God, go to church, don't go to church, that does not change these three things. Number one, we believe that God loves you, like really, really loves you. Number two, we love you. We want community with you. That's what we're doing here. And number three, really that you, yes, you matter. You are a person of sacred worth. The world is a better place. Why? Because you are in it. Folks, with that, and until the next time that I see you, whether it be on one of our streams this week, whether it be in the Discord, or whether it be right here, same time, same place, next Sunday, for another of these nerdy deep dives, I look forward to seeing you then. Bye-bye! Well, I went to the beach and put on so much sun lotion. Wanted to feel the sand, look out on the ocean. But the sun was so hot, even in the shade I smoldered. And I got an awful sunburn on both of my shoulders. Now I'm back on stream and the lights are pouring down. But I smile through the pain, I will not frown. Did I learn my lesson? Who could say I don't know? I guess we'll find out the next time to the beach I... So, all right, well, chat's in the cloud for a decent attempt. <laughs>